the Bible Workshop with Pastor Lee and Danita Body. Each week, we will take you on a journey into the Bible, exploring truth and faith. So stop wondering and start exploring with us. Glad to have you back here for another episode of the Bible Workshop and greetings to our first-time listeners. Here's a question, and I think everyone can relate to this. Have you ever gone looking for something, say like keys, wallet, maybe? How about your glasses, right? I I lose my, my reading glasses a lot. You can't find the thing, and then later it turns out that it was right in front of your face, right? You ever been there? Yes. I know Amen. you have. Amen. You'll go looking for something and say, I can't find it. And then I go and it's like, it's right here. Absolutely. <laughs> so. I always use the expression, if it was a snake, it would have bitten. Exactly. Exactly. I do it with my glasses a lot and they're right on my head. But what if the thing you're looking for is far more important than any of those things I just mentioned, right? Those are all kind of basic thing, you know, things we use from day to day. But what if the... What if the thing we're looking for is the Savior, Jesus Christ himself, right? That's significant. That's, that's eternal. That is, that is something very deep and very great. So the question today is, what prevents you from seeing him? What prevents you from seeing Jesus? And I, I want you to think about this, okay? As you ponder this question, think about the obstacles in your life that get in the way of your faith, right? So think about the obstacles and then consider your expectations of God, your expectations and whether they truly line up with the word of God or are you blinded by your desires, right? So so as you answer that question, what prevents you from seeing Jesus? Consider the obstacles in your life that get in the way and the expectations that you have of God. So that's our topic. Okay? Amen. That's really what we're going to we'll be workshopping today. That's the big question on the floor today. What prevents you from seeing Jesus? And I like how you talked about expectations before we jump in there. It's like having a certain expectation for a restaurant that someone um, said to you, you should go eat at this restaurant. They built it up as being a great restaurant. You had certain expectations. Uh, I like to think about that. Um, before we start. So we're going to read Luke chapter 24. Is that right? Luke chapter 24. The gospel of St. Luke chapter 24. And I think we're going to read 13 through, are we stopping at 27? 27 we'll stop. The whole literary unit is uh, through verse 35, but we're going to stop at 27. And are you going to read? Yes, I'll read. Okay. So, okay. So think about this as I'm reading. The answer to the question today is what prevents you from seeing Jesus? Okay. Amen. Luke chapter 24. Uh, and I'm again, I'm reading 13 through 27, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, the NASB. Verse 13, the word of the Lord. And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things which had taken place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? And they stood still, looking sad. One of them named Cleopas answered and said to him, 
Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, The things about Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things happened. But also some women among us amazed us when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women also had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah, so 27. Yes. Um, then, Mo, then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them these things concerning himself in all the scriptures. Yes. Amen. Okay, so I was going to stop at 26 <laughs> and then 27, I'd said earlier, so... Amen. Um, so that is, this is the, the road to Emmaus. This road is a popular passage of scripture, right? And as we workshop this, uh, we're not going to really do too much jumping around. We don't like to jump around. We like to um, take it pretty much verse by verse. But as a launching, um, as a, as a launching pad, I want to just look at verse number 21. As we launch into this, and then we'll go back up to 13. Remember, Luke chapter 24, starting at verse 13. But look at verse uh, with me, if you will, verse number 21. And it started out by saying what? But we were hoping. But we were hoping. Let's start with that. And then, of course, we'll go back. But th that's that's when you talked about in your introduction, expectations, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. But we were hoping. We were hoping that that restaurant that someone referred to us was great. We were hoping that that vacation that we have been planning for a couple of years, when it finally comes, that it's going to be magnificent. No problems. I mean, that resort is going to be just like we saw in the pictures. Right. <laughs> we were hoping. Or the job. And then, or the a, marriage. Or, yes. Or the, you can go you on, know, and on. on and on. Or how about this? Let's, let's bring it to the Bible. We were hoping that after salvation, that our Christian life will look like A, B, and C. Yes. Right? So, so that... And the reason why I brought that up, that was what these two people were experiencing as they were traveling from Jerusalem to Emmaus. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. that'll kick us back up to verse number It 13. sort of explains why, why they couldn't see. Yeah. So, so <laughs> right. the text told us what? And starting in uh, verse number 13, we got two people, right? They're on this seven mile walk to Emmaus. They were distraught, disappointed by the events that they had witnessed. Um, before, you know, the death of Jesus Christ, right? Um, and we'll unpack that in a moment. I'll get back to that in a moment. But what changed their perspective? I think that's a great question as we study this literary unit. What changed their perspective? And, and I would throw the question out um, to everyone who's, who's listening. What has changed your perspective as it relates to life, death, your friends, 
money, even your purpose in life? What changed your perspective? Now, if you were to ask me that question, my answer would be, and I hope yours is the same as mine, my answer would be the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When I finally gave my life to Jesus Christ and believed on the life, death, resurrection of Jesus, that changed everything for me. Right? Did yes. that change everything for you? Absolutely. How you look at Whole everything. different direction. Whole different life. Totally different life. Different right? goals, different purpose, different everything. Everything. So, the Bible t tells us in our passage that these two people were interrupted as they were conversing. They're hanging out. They're conversing, walking down the street. Um, they were, they, someone showed up. Who showed up? Well, who joined? We them? know from our perspective. <laughs> Reading it, it was Jesus. Yes, G Jesus. But they didn't know. The, at the time, they so didn't know. So to them, a man, random man, yep. comes up and starts walking with them. This stranger, stranger. boom, showed up, right? Yeah. Um, and the Bible says they didn't know who he was. So as I thought about that, I thought about um, what is this story? What does it do for us? What does it show, show us um, as we think about our preconceived ideas? We have a hard time seeing Jesus if we have our own preconceived notions about who he is, what he does, how he does it, when he does it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so they were trying to, they already had, not even trying to, they had Jesus in a, in a box. And you know it's always the danger when you try to put Jesus into your box. Right. And I think, again, this, this prevents us from seeing Jesus. Like it pre prevented them from seeing Jesus at first. Um you know, questioning when, why do he have to die? Why do he have to die like that? Um, so they're unable to see him, right? Jesus shows up. Of course, they didn't know Jesus. We have the benefit of reading this story, you know, after it happened in God's word. But Jesus showed up and said, hey, what's up? How y'all doing? As a matter of fact, specifically, he said, what y'all talking about? What are y'all conversing about? Mm -hmm. I would love to know. This, this uh, uh, what is it, verse 17? Yeah. Verse 16, 16 told us their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. Verse 17, he said to them, what are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? And they stood still looking sad. And why were they looking sad? That tells us a lot, by the way, mm -hmm. the fact that they were looking sad. They didn't say they were sad. Mm -hmm. Jesus saw them looking sad. Why were they looking sad, you think? Why do you think they were looking because sad? Because they felt that their hope had not been met. That's right. So They're we're going... sad because they feel like, and, and, and I think, it, you know, when they say, don't you know what's going on right now, right? Or, mm -hmm. Are you aware? Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem? Like, don't you know what's going on? So obviously there's a whole mood throughout Jerusalem about what has happened. That's right. And everyone is aware. It's like the news of the day, right? That's right. Everyone knows. They're talking about it at the water cooler. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. it's just, have you heard? And, and we all know what has happened. Um, I think on our scale, I don't know, uh, you know, um, something that huge, maybe maybe like a 9-11, totally different issue, but by the same, th same thing, something that captured like the heart of everyone. Yeah, we're talking about the crucifixion, right? Yeah. So this, this crucifixion, obviously it resonated and to them, wow, he died. Like we lost the one we thought, the one we had hope in. 
to be our savior and he's gone. So they had a certain <laughs> box. They're putting him in a box. Yes. That Jesus. They had uh, expectations of yeah. what his life would be. But, but it's really interesting because, you know, Jesus goes back to, but the word says. That's right. <laughs> because know? they thought he's supposed to be this conquering like, Messiah. He's not right, supposed to they, die. But they had the word. It's explained yeah. so often throughout the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. What his his life and death and resurrection. Isaiah That 53. it would happen. Yes. And so, you know, he's like, are you reading the scripture? Mm-hmm. Really? Is it, you know, yep. is it resonating? Because this isn't a total mystery. Yes. And a lot of them believe that too. That yeah. our, the Messiah is going to come, but he's going to come as a conquering king. He's not going to die, let alone crucified in the worst death ever known to man. Right. And then he was buried. Right. I mean, they're like, oh, no, no, no. So so, so wait, so that goes to then be, beyond what the word said, they still had created their own desire. That's right. So that was one of the things I said in the beginning, That's right. you know, That's right. what are some of the obstacles? Could it be your own desires? Because mm-hmm. you can desire something so much, right? You get it set in your head mm-hmm. what a thing should look like. That's right. And God is trying to do something different. And he already gave it to you in his word, but you're just so driven by your own desire. Yep. And uh, I think that's kind of some of what we're seeing. Yeah, this unrealistic expectation. Exactly mm-hmm. what you said. This desire and the unrealistic expectation. Because he said in verse 18, one of them says, Cleophas said, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which has happened? And verse 19, Jesus said to them, What things? Now, don't, don't think for a half a second, audience, that Jesus did not know. He didn't say what things like he didn't know. He knows all things. Uh, he said, you know, just trying to pull more out of them. And they said to him the things about Jesus the Nazarene. It's funny. Jesus could have stopped right there and said, you know, I'm Jesus the Nazarene. But he didn't. Right. He let it roll out. Which I think speaks <laughs> to verse 16. Verse 16 says their eyes were prevented from recognizing yes, him. Yep. And that might jump out to someone being mm-hmm. like, That's well, right. they, they couldn't have seen him because maybe he prevented them, you know. But it, it it doesn't say who prevented them. It just says, you know, do you want to go into that? No, he's like taking them somewhere, right? Yeah, he's taking them on a journey. And he has to do the same with us. Exactly, he's exactly. To, I mean, to reveal it, no, I want to, let me dig more uh, in your heart. I'm trying to help you learn more about you because I know. Jesus is like, I know. But I'm pulling things out. He pulls things out of us all the time. Uh, he delayed. Um, I'm showing us who he is, his power, how he can move in our lives, because it's always about us. He wants to do a work in us. He wants to bring in, bring us into that place of maturity, right? And that personal relationship. And I think that's what he's doing right now. And they said, um, again, in verse 19, who was a prophet? This Jesus of Nazarene, mighty indeed in word, in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers in verse 20 deliver him up to the sentence of death and crucify him. They're saying, how do you not know about all of that, stranger? Right? <laughs> That's what they're saying. Verse 21, but he was hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Here we go. Unrealistic expectation. Indeed, beside all this, it is the third day since these things happened. So they're confused. They're trying to explain it to Jesus, all this stuff that happened, not knowing that it's Jesus. And saying, have you been under a rock these last three days? Okay, and that third right. day is significant. Absolutely. Um, you know, there, there are no throwaway words, no. you know, and, and in the interest of time, we, we try to condense things. But, but just if you're wondering, you know, why the third day? Well, that had to do with Jewish tradition, right? That's right. Because after the third day, the Jewish belief is that the Jewish belief is that the soul left the body. So they're thinking 
it's third day, he's gone. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's right. That's right. He's gone. We really like we're out here, and and you know this this isn't what we were hoping for. This isn't what we thought this was going to be. Unrealistic expectation. You know. And then how do you not know about that stranger? Right. Where have you been? That you don't know all this stuff that we're throwing at you right now. Where in the world were you not to have known all of this stuff that's right. going on? Right. But then here we go. I'm going back to the, the verse that I started with, right? Verse 21. But we were hoping. But we were hoping. That's when we, uh, uh, God is dragging us into this text. But we were hoping because we, we always hope for things and hope they happen a certain way that we want them to happen. How many times have we said those words? Uh, be it for our own personal life, our children, our job, whatever, like you said in the introduction. But we had hoped. Very small phrase, but very powerful, right? These two people on the road to Emmaus, followers of Jesus, who had come to believe that Jesus was the Messiah, that he was going to redeem Israel. They expected the glory of the Messiah's promised kingdom, fulfilling all the promises given to them through Abraham and David, Old Testament, like you said, New to Old Testament. But what they didn't expect was the death of the Messiah. When Jesus died, he was immediately disqualified. That's what you said, right? Especially when he was sentenced to death by leaders of Israel. And and maybe I'll give them this. Maybe, you know, it also could be the reference to the third day is that maybe they did know scripture, but the third day had come and they hadn't seen him. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, uh-huh. so maybe it's like, um, well, we know on the third day he's supposed to rise, but no one's seen him. There's apparently a glimmer of hope because, you know, um, there, the, the, there's a mention of some women, verse 22 among them, who were at the tomb and didn't see his body, right? So, so there's a little bit, they're like, they saw, they, they came saying that they had seen a vision of angels and, and those angels said he was alive. But something was still not really resonating. Again, we're going with this unrealistic expectations, right? But, and, and not to cut you off, but they use the word, interesting word in verse 21. Uh, when they say redeem, I like that. These were redeemed. It only appears here in, in, in Luke, and it appears 150 times in the Old Testament, though. But but right here in Luke, redeem. Now, everyone, everybody knew that to redeem something, you had to pay a price, right? They had to buy it back. Is that verse 21? Yes. Mm-hmm. They should have known something about what the price was because they had just finished Passover, and I think this was a little bit what you were alluding to. Just finished past. They knew that at Passover, you sacrifice an animal whose life was given as a price for your sin, right? That's all throughout the Old Testament. We know mm-hmm. that. They knew that. So this re- re- redemption should have stuck, um, uh, stuck out to them. They should have understood the price of forgiveness. But until they really understood that the Messiah was going to be the final sacrifice, they couldn't process that. Again, we're going back to them putting Jesus in a box. Them thinking he's riding on his, his horse of, of conquering everyone, a victorious king, but they weren't fully ready to embrace this, this sacrificial lamb that's dying on the cross. There was no place in their theology for them, in their messianic theology for a dying Messiah is what, I, is what I'm trying to say. Does that make sense? And again, you yeah. talked about it earlier when you said the Old Testament uh, uh, looks forward to the cross. And we always mention Isaiah 53, clearly explained what was to happen. Isaiah prophesied about that. So right. That, so there was no, there really wasn't a mystery here, but no. 
it's only a mystery if your vision is clouded. And if you have these unrealistic expectations, right? Yeah, and it's clouded by expectations. Trying to put Jesus in a box. Yeah. And it's always going to be a danger in that. Now, another reason, here we go, I think they were unable to see Jesus is incomplete knowledge. Incomplete knowledge. Knowing a little bit, but not, not fully embracing all of it. And, and, you know, that's for all of us today. That is definitely for all of us. Well, today. was it incomplete knowledge or just incomplete acceptance of the knowledge? Well, yeah, you can say that too. Because if, um, if you have the word, and this could be the issue, you know, it, this is why we always say today, right? This is why we do the Bible workshop. That's right. Amen. You have to know your word. You've right. got to know the word of God to know how God thinks, to know how God moves, to know what God desires of you to the extent that he allows us, right? Amen. So much more to him than that, but... But to the extent that he allows that that's going to help us and guide us. But if you don't read it and study it, you'll have a little bit of knowledge if you just kind of glance here and there at time. Sunday morning, I'll hear the, the verse that the pastor throws out. Yes. And I will have heard the word of God that day. And then Monday through Saturday, you don't put your face in the word. So now you have an incomplete knowledge well and this is what i word, amen right? this is what i mean by that this partial knowledge um which i think leads to unrealistic expectations we take some bible truth and we think we have it down and we run with it that instead too. of instead okay. of continuing to follow jesus that too does that make sense uh instead of being transformed like you know they knew they knew what happened they knew the uh, uh life death crucifixion he was buried they knew that right um, but again, not fully embracing all of it. In other words, the Christian life is more than just finding Jesus. It is following Jesus. That, that continuation. Because okay. God is always revealing new things about himself. I'm not talking about the essential Christian doctrine. The, the birth, life, death, resurrection of Jesus. Yes, that's the essential Christian doctrine. You must start there. But you need to continue in your personal relationship with Jesus Christ, right? You okay. need to follow him. So hold on. So let me offer another potential issue then. Mm -hmm. Another potential, something that can complicate it also. Is we're sometimes too temporal. Sometimes we're, our feet are too stuck in the, the, the tangible, the here and now, the what, the what is like right around us, right? And we can't see the spiritual. You ever oh, been I mean, so yeah. rooted in the temporal world? that you can't see when God is moving spiritually in your life. You, you don't have spiritual glasses on, yes. right? Yes. So they're looking literally in physical space and time. Yes. Physical space and time says, he's not here. Yeah. But no. they needed a spiritual lens to see what and understand what was going on. Yeah. I'll... Because, you know, like, like 24 where it says some of those who went with us to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women had said, but him, they did not see mm -hmm. again. So we're not, he's not there. Where is he? You know, we, we need the physical space and time to fill in. And then when he was there <laughs> physically, they still couldn't see, I think, because their spiritual lens was so clouded. Yeah. Well, you know, because if spiritually, in other words, if you see a thing that God is doing spiritually, 
you understand it, you, it resonates with your spirit. You walk by faith in it. You can't see, but you walk by faith in it and your expectation is rooted in what God has said, period. Yeah. I don't care what the circumstances show. I don't care, you know, it's like, it, it doesn't matter. The, the roof could be caving in, but I know what God said, right? That's a spiritual lens. Well, but yeah. if you don't have a full spiritual yes. lens, right? Then everything kind of becomes very temporal, very circumstantial. And it's like, well, I don't know. He said it, but right now this, you know, this, I'm knocking on a wood table. This wood table is just wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes. And it's yes. like, okay, because you got to get into your spiritual. Yeah, well. You know, Do you think, like, I, I wonder if there's way. some of that going yeah. on too. There's a gap in their knowledge. Is is And that gap is that. Dying and rising again was part of the plan of God all along. But the writers of the four Gospels, they continually make that point that none of Jesus' followers expected a resurrection. They didn't even believe that the Messiah would die. They didn't expect him to die, let alone rise again, even though they heard it. They heard it from Jesus' mouth. Um, So the bottom line, they didn't see him. And right now, some of you are saying, how in the world did they not know that that was Jesus with them? And I'm here to tell you today that many of us miss miss him every day too, yeah. right? And I walk with him. Uh, that these are two thinking. If Peter and John were right, and he's out of the grave and at six in the morning, and it's two in the afternoon, then where is he? They're referencing the testimony of Mary Magdalene, who came back, like you said, and told them, "Hey, he's not there. I, we didn't see anything." This is convincing proof, right, to them that the whole thing had collapsed. Nobody's seen him. It's already late on the third day. Right. You're already so that's unpacking what I mean. the like third the, day. Yeah, the third day. So they needed to see with eyes. Yes. And I don't know. I, he knows our hearts. He knows that. It's like, and he's trying to take them to another level, which I think then goes to 16, where their eyes were prevented from recognizing yes. him. He's like, we got to, I got to challenge you a little bit here, right? I, he could have made it all easy. He could have been like, well, okay, it's me. Look, hey, don't right. worry anymore. But there's, he's always teaching. And a growth Always teaching us and growing us. And I think the answer really to what was wrong with them is verse 25. Yes. Before you read that, let me say this. The, the disciples left. The disciples simply left Jerusalem for the safety and familiarity of Emmaus. That, that's what we're trying to say, right? Before you get to 22. Um, they clearly articulated their problem. They have defined their need to know, their need to understand reality. And they need to know that Jesus arose. They need to know that he is alive. They need to know that this is part of the plan. So verse 21, you were saying what? Verse 25. Five, I think kind I'm of sorry. explains a little. He said to them, so Jesus says to them, O foolish men and slow of heart to believe. There's their issue. Yep. Foolish men, slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. So slow to believe the word of God. Yeah, it's not like you didn't know. Slow to believe. Yes, not that's an incomplete knowledge like you don't know because we have the knowledge of who he is right now, right? Right. And that sometimes that's, how many times do we forget? We're talking about Jesus Christ. Resurrected, victory. There's there's no, no sin has control over us. He's all powerful. All how many times do we say that, sing that, read it in devotions? He's all powerful, but yet when we're going through something, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know that he was all powerful and all knowing by the way we act when we're going through difficult times, right? Right. So you, we know 
they knew what happened, right? <laughs> but didn't what? Believe. That's the core. The core That's of it the core. was they were slow to belief. Belief was the issue. Yes, absolutely. Right? Which absolutely. is foolishness. Because That's it sells right. them old foolish men, right? So it is fo- for us today, it is foolish to not believe Jesus. Yes. And, and, it is foolish. Yeah, and he needs to help us like he helped them. And right. the first, how, he, how did he help them at first? Admit your lack of understanding. Yeah. Right? They were confused because they only understood part of what they wanted to understand. The Old yeah. Testament, right? And again, you going, you went back to it twice. Believe. He called the disciples foolish, just as he as, as Paul referred to his Galatian readers as foolish in Galatians chapter three. Right. No, and notice Jesus doesn't blame scripture. He doesn't say, Well, the Old Testament is really a hard book. Um he, he doesn't do that, right? He doesn't say, I feel your pain is so hard to understand the Old Testament. Because that's not true. Uh, if you believe, it's really easy to understand. Are you willing to admit what Jesus says here in verse 25 is true of you? That's that's it, yeah. Uh, uh, foolish men and slow of, heart, slow of heart to believe in what? All that the prophets have spoken. Mm-hmm. Not some, all. That's a message for all of us today. Mm-hmm. We have to take everything Jesus said. The truth of the gospel is from Genesis to Revelation. All you have to take it all and, and get rid of your preconceived notions, your unrealistic expectations, trying to put Jesus into a box. You can't do that, right? Right. You are in error. Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. You do not know the scriptures or the power of God. And even if you know them, you don't believe. The scripture is clear. I think the scripture is crystal clear, right? Right. And so that, right, 26, was it not necessary? For the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory. Was it not necessary? Because the scripture said so, right? So I, I like verse 27. Then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets. Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets. Mm-hmm. He explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. So he took that them back. That is the grace That's of right. God. That's right. That's right. He didn't get frustrated. Uh, no. He nope. explained and started backwards. Them. He and went back started backwards. with what let's they already back. knew. Let's, let's go, go back. back. Let's, have, let, let's have a, um, uh, let's re, let me refresh. Yes. We'll memories. have a little revival right now. Let's have a little revival right <laughs> no. now. So I, then I can bring you back up to this point to where we are right now, right? There. And God has to do that. He does that with, uh, with us all the time. They approached this village in verse 28 where they were going. He acted as though he would go further. And they urged him saying, stay with us. Okay. When you start explaining and stuff, we want to hear more, right? Mm-hmm. We love the fact that you're explaining to us. You took us back. They said, we want more. Uh, uh, stay with us. And he stayed with them. He, they didn't say stay overnight or stay for a week. Stay with us all the time. And okay. of course, Jesus right, well, did that, wait. right? So, okay. So the interest of time. All right. Do the end. Because this is how it ends. This okay. is the ending. Yep. It's a beautiful ending to this story, Let's right? Do that. How does it end? Let's do that. Verse 33, so he stays with them, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, okay, do you want to do it line by line really quickly? Sure, go ahead. All right, so, so he stays with them. He, he, he take, breaks bread with them, mm-hmm. right? The fellowship. And then 31. And, and their eyes were open. That's verse 31. Then their eyes were open. You know what they did? They spent time with him. That's right. They fellowshiped with him. That's right. They worshiped with him. And then their eyes were opened. They were, they, they and they back. recognized him. And right. then he vanished. Yep. And and then, the you know, challenging themselves in 32, right? Were not our hearts burning within us the whole time? While we were speaking, like, while he was speaking to did, us? How did we miss it? 
Yep. Yep. How did we miss it? That's right. Right. That's an awesome line too. We're not our hearts burning within us. Yes. Like we are actually, it's it's like, oh, we, this is Jesus. Yes. Right. When he was, and then when did it happen? While he was explaining the scriptures to us. Yes. It's always about the word of God, right? They arose that very hour, returned to Jerusalem. Remember, they were going to Emmaus, right? No, they went back, found gathered the 11, those who were with them saying, the Lord has really risen. <laughs> now we know. So he goes back to the, they go back to the disciples, right? Yep. So the 11 and those who were with them. So all of those who were Christ followers. Now, how do they know? And because they the, were with him. The, the key word there is really. Really. <laughs> really. In other words, he I know what I know what I know. Really risen. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't hear when they came back from the tomb, Mary Magdalene t- telling us that he wasn't there. Oh, no. Now I know because yeah. he was with us. He explained the scriptures to us. This is post-resurrection now. Yeah. This is afterwards. Yeah. This is why it's so great for me that we serve a living God. He is not in the tomb. It's all about the resurrection, conquering sin, hell, death, and the grave. I know what I know what I know. So we're not believing Jesus Christ. Um, um, We know. He has, and over again, it says 500 other people and others uh, saw him afterwards. We have a testimony after his death Mm -hmm. and resurrection that, that he is the living God. And here's an example of two men that can testify to that same thing, right? Amen. And then verse 35, and then they began to relate their experiences on the road yep. and how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. So they did what you're supposed to do. You go tell go someone. Go tell it. Go tell <laughs> Run it. Run tell that. Like go tell someone, go right? Tell it. Go tell someone. Go tell on and, the mountain. And I love it that he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. And what does the breaking of the bread symbolize? Right. right? When we do communion, what is right. it? The breaking right. of his body. Yep. That's the point when they recognize. The sacrificial right? lamb. The breaking of the bread. That's so right. I, I, I really, I think it's a beautiful passage. It is. Go tell it. You know, you don't have to break down scripture, Genesis and, and Leviticus. Tell everyone what Jesus has done for you. Your own personal testimony. They had a personal testimony after walking with him. Right. And then after seeing him, they just went and told it, told that story, what Jesus has done for them. I have seen him. This is true. That's for all of us. That's my closing thought. Amen. Uh, uh, we, we ought to spread the gospel. Right. It's what, what um, the end of the gospel of Matthew says. Right. And don't let your hope or your expe- expectations or distractions in life keep you from seeing Jesus. Amen. And then when you see him and you know what you know. Go tell it. Go tell someone. Go tell it. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this Bible workshop. Hope you were able to follow along with us. I'd encourage you as always to read the scripture for yourself. And we look forward to meeting you again, God willing, back here next week. Take care. God bless. Thank you for joining us on the Bible workshop. Now take what we've studied and apply it. We'll see you again next week.